This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Lion. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Alright guys, welcome back to the Savage Class Podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I am your host, Blake Bubble. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and uh, we are officially ready for Super Bowl 55. And uh, this, Dylan, is one of our favorite episodes of the year uh, as we make our picks for the Super Bowl. But, you know, we love football. We love talking about the game, the ins and outs. But my goodness, I'm not sure there's anything we love more than, than prop bets. And especially when it comes to the Super Bowl, the wide variety of prop bets available uh, at anyone's disposal is just uh, a thing of beauty. And I will tell you, Dylan, we, we covered some of them last year, but I think we've added some this year that uh, really are going to be some all-timers. And, and I'm really looking forward to Like, I look looking forward to discussing the game, but I'm telling you right mm-hmm. now, like these prop bets, uh, they may be the highlights uh, of the Super Bowl. I think these betting prop uh, or these betting companies have kind of stepped up their game too. I mean, there were definitely some eccentric ones last year, but I feel like the last couple of years gambling is becoming more common and legal in more states. Uh, you're seeing that they're seeing that these weird props are the ones that kind of go viral, whether it be on TikTok or Twitter or whatever it is. So they're trying to just pull out as many crazy things as they can think of that. Yeah. For the most part, you're like, how does this even come up? But then, yeah, some of these make sense. Other ones I'm like, man, where, why, why, why? That's my only question. But, hey, if, if we mention them on, our, on a podcast, I guess it's they've achieved uh, something here at Bet Online. Well, <laughs> there's a pretty significant one we got coming up uh, involving uh, Miley Cyrus, but we'll get to that one uh, here in a minute. But uh, there's a lot, lot of others that are, that are very strange as well. But, uh, all right, let's start uh, here. We are going to start with a lot of these uh, prop bets, and uh, we will get to – the actual analysis of the game uh, at some point along the way. But uh, you know what you expect. If you're a regular listener, you know what you're getting from this episode. Uh, we, we love to talk about the game, and we will, but uh, we, we've got to give our due to these prop bets. And that there's no other better place to start than where we started last year. And uh, it turns out that on this history of the podcast, Dylan is 1-0 when it comes to this prop bet uh, because he was the winner last year in this one. And that is, of course, nothing more than the heads or tails for the coin flip. Um, a lot of research has been done on this. I think right now the numbers are at, um, I think, tails getting the larger percentage of the bets, about a 2 or 3% ahead of heads here for this one. Um, but this uh, overall is a pretty significant one because, listen, Dylan, this could change the entire <laughs> landscape of the game right here. Heads <laughs> or tails, uh, it always does, but uh, even bigger 
at the biggest stage in the NFL. So uh, you get the choice, and uh, I think you're going to go back to what uh, led you to the promised land last year. Yeah, three of the last four years at least, Tails has won, including last mm. year. So, yeah, I'm picking Tails mostly because you had already picked heads. So, really, you had the I'm, – I'm the Bucks in this situation. You're the you're the away team, yep. uh, so to speak, that gets to ch- choose the coin toss. I mean, yeah, at some point it's got to switch the other way. It it's only makes sense that eventually it'll kind of even out. Uh, but, yeah, going with Tails, feeling pretty good about it. I, I, I want to know more – I feel like the more interesting one would be to see – who will get the ball first? I feel like probably the Bucks are so favored. The Chiefs basically defer every single time they win the toss. Bucks a little more even uh, across there. But, yeah, this one, uh, such a silly one. But it is, yeah, it's amazing, as as you put into our, our doc here the, as we go over the podcast, a whole entire article analyzing the uh, uh, the coin toss. It's, it's amazing that that's the case. And, hey, we're on this article. It's probably getting some traffic. Again, these are the these, – these exist because people find them interesting and find them fun and – yeah, it's, uh, we'll see. A lot going to be on the line. i got to get that 2-0 record on you here in the coin toss. Yeah, the uh, the Action Network, great resource uh, for betting, period. But um, they, they do have an, an article, um, basically. They, they kind of make fun of it as well, mm-hmm. just about the absurdity mm-hmm. of this bet. Uh, because, really, it's, you know, you're probably going to lose money no matter what. Because, like, you're not getting plus odds on heads or tails. So yeah. um, you're losing money no matter what you bet here unless you just bet, a, you know, a ton of money and uh, you wind up winning. So, uh, I think that's something to certainly consider. Uh, there's a lot on the line here, but I guess if you're looking for an easy bet, um, this one's fine because, um, you know, less chances to lose. So, uh, yeah, so there you go. I'm going to go with heads. Dylan's going with tails. Uh, that could define the entire Super Bowl uh, this weekend. That leads us to uh, the end of the game. Uh, let's go to this next one here because this is another one we debated about last year. I don't remember exactly what we picked the last year, and I don't even remember what the color was. Um, I have that information for you. At least I have the research. I have the information on what the color was. I do not have the information on what we picked, unfortunately. Well, <laughs> what was it? What was the color last year? It was orange for the first mm. time since Super Bowl Fifty when the Broncos won. So well, orange, orange has a history of winning, um, but lately not not as much. I I want to say, I want to say one of us had to have picked red because it was the Chiefs and the Forty ers yep. So. I know one of us picked red, or maybe mm-hmm. both of us picked red. I I probably picked blue because that's just you know that's my favorite color, and for some reason mm-hmm. I just know myself, and that's probably what I picked. Um, all right, so here's what we have for this year: red is the favorite right now, uh, as you would expect. Orange second behind that. Uh, then you've got lime, green, yellow, all uh, in third. Clear or water is uh, mm-hmm. a distant fourth. Uh, blue a little bit behind that at fifth, and then purple way down at the bottom uh, with the absolute worst odds uh, for this one. I'm trying to think back here because I I feel like Tom Brady, if they win, like we, we at least have some data we can go back to and say, okay, how many times that, you know, someone out there has to have this stat. How many times the Patriots won the Super Bowl? What was the color of the Gatorade? I, you, I have it. I are have you those. serious? I have, oh a, my I have a, I found an article that goes back to Super Bowl 21 <laughs> and it tells you what the, uh, what the color, or if there was none, there's quite a few where nothing was thrown. So I don't know. On this prop, what would happen if that would def- be defined as clear or if they just – everyone losing? <laughs> we are doing groundbreaking journalism here by going back and figuring out – I want to know what the color was each time that the Patriots won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady because I think we could have a trend here and a possibility to look at as a potential good so, bet 
So they've had okay. So they've had he's won six Super Bowls. Obviously, three of those have come down to either game-winning field goals or an overtime touchdown. Those all have none, right? right. So those yeah. ones are already just stricken off the board because yeah. everyone in the moment is too taken aback to even worry about it. So <laughs> I, again, that'll be the case where all the betters lose. In their wins, though, um, he has three. Obviously, other ones they are blue, blue, and clear. Mm. So. Yeah, that's the that's been the you know those are the basically the right. Patriots yeah. colors. So maybe you have to assume that red's a favorite yeah. here then for the Bucks. Yeah, well, red is the favorite. Um, boy, that's a tough one because I I wish I would have paid more attention to this as the Chiefs have gone along. What about the Chiefs last year? What did we say it was orange. So I feel like superstition really plays a factor mm-hmm. here. So now hold on, here's the problem though. We we're. <laughs> We we made our picks for the game, and we both picked a different choice here. So um, I think that's going to factor into this. So maybe <laughs> we're going to say right now we're going to go with red and orange as the favorites as they are, uh, but uh, maybe we revisit that here in a bit because uh, if we make our choices now, it may give away uh, what we decided on um, the actual picks for the game. But uh, we will say right now that the red and orange, they are the favorites for a reason, and I think we're probably going to stick to that. So uh, there you go. All right, now, after the Gatorade bath, that leads us to the MVP speech because there's always an MVP speech, and it usually involves a lot of thinking. And this prop bet uh, from Bet Online, who will the MVP refer to first in their post-game speech? Teammates is the leader in the clubhouse uh, pretty, pretty considerably. Uh, God and religion is second. The USA and the winning city are both third, which we're going to get back to that in a second. Family is fifth. Coaches are sixth and team owner way down at the bottom. There's not, no chance, I think, for the team owner at this point. <laughs> I do think there is some value, though, in that family one at plus yeah. 900. Um, I think that's that's not bad at all, to be honest with you. So I, I may actually consider that one, especially, I don't know. Like I feel like if Brady wins it, maybe. I don't know. Like yeah. it's, it's possible. That's the that's uh, a value pick for sure, and especially with Tom, like you you feel like he's probably going to go that route. Like yeah. he might say something first about teammates. There's a reason that's the favorite. But in terms of if you're trying to actually like you know put down a little bit of money and win something decent, family is probably the way to go. I don't think USA. <laughs> I think winning city has a they have the same odds here. I think winning city has a much better chance that you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have. Uh, Mahomes get it and just yell Kansas City, you know, like something like that could definitely happen. So either family or winning city are the fun ones. Otherwise, you might just stick with the favorite teammates. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably a good bet. Uh, Like you said, I I have no idea why USA is um, (laughs) – you're getting a lot of value with family and coaches if you think Mm -hmm. the USA should be ahead of the others. (laughs) Uh, I'm just – I'm not sure why that's even – on the list, I, I would probably put team owner ahead of that. So if you're betting on USA, um, may, maybe you have some inside information or, or know one of these people personally that they are just expected to. They've already written the speech, and they're just like, I'm going to find a way to put USA in here first. So um, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I like that. I like teammates or family at plus 900. I think that the family one, if you're looking for value, uh, that's a good one for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Dylan, I've waited. I don't know how many episodes we're on now. I've waited 130-something-plus episodes here for this for this moment right here, um, for this prop bet, because this is just right down my alley when it comes to what are the most <laughs> absurd Super Bowl prop bets that you could find. And I think it brought us to this one. Will 
Miley Cyrus side boob be seen during the, their performance broadcast, whatever. That is one of the prop bets that we have here. Uh, no is the leader um, at, uh, I think, yeah. Minus no, 500. Minus 500 for no. Yes, plus 300. I think you're also getting some value here at plus 300. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I can't say that I follow everything that Miley Cyrus does in 2021, but I just feel like that if you're going to throw it out there, what better chance to throw it out there in front of millions of people at the Super Bowl? So I don't know. I like the value here. I really do with the yes. So if yeah. you're someone that really wants to break this down and go back through maybe her fashion history and all this other stuff, um, th- there's a lot of money to be won here uh, on the side boob. Yeah, and it's not like we're at Super Bowl 48 in New York where it's like freezing yeah. cold. Like we're even if it is raining a bit in Tampa Bay, it's still supposed to be in the 70s. So fine weather, and mm-hmm. I feel like this isn't even like a like you know compared to because the one Super Bowl I was at was the Janet Jackson game <laughs> Super Bowl 38. <laughs> I did not see anything. I was uh, I was pretty boy. young, I think 11 at the time, but mm-hmm. I was not really from a vantage point that could see anything. But just in general with these the outfits for the halftime shows, I feel like there is some level of of cleavage that's not <laughs> uncommon. So I don't know how this is even, I, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I guess side, uh, the reason it's side, <laughs> which what's the over under on us saying side boob on our podcast. So that's what we actually need to stat on. Well, but um, yeah, I think that, I mean, that that's what makes it a little more difficult. I, yeah, I think, yes, why not? It doesn't really, uh, I, I do like to also, as we, we were laughing about before, recording they have like a breakdown in detail of like exactly what this must be for you to win this bet like the well, portion of it must clearly be seen <laughs> i've got some bad news for the people who just made their bets uh, and did not listen to the rest of the segment because i did some research while dylan was talking and let me just tell you apparently on instagram this is why all right dylan i'm putting this on our sheet here on instagram uh it turns out that miley has put a bit of a sneak peek of her, her Super Bowl outfit. She's going to be on the pregame show. So, yes. you know, whatever that is. It's like the TikTok presented by, mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. Um, she's got a video here on Instagram. And I'm just telling you right now, if this is what she's wearing, if this is the outfit that she's actually wearing. Now, she does have FTW on this outfit, which we all know what that means. So, I'm not saying, I mean, she could just completely rip this thing off and all hell could break <laughs> loose for all I know. Um, but I I don't feel good about the yes at this point. Let me just say that um, unless <laughs> something happens here, um, I just I, I don't I don't feel good about it. So uh, you can do the research for yourself. But apparently on Instagram, she's got a sneak peek of her outfits, and uh, I don't I, I don't see the side boob action. So uh, I will just go. I will say that up front. Uh, we spent five minutes talking about this, but there's a reason why it's important. And uh, we're just trying to win you some money. That's all we're doing. But we put the research in just to help our <laughs> listeners uh, win some money. And uh, I, I'm telling you right now, according to all the Hollywood articles, um, this it's not looking oh, good for yes. So take the no. Uh, maybe even stay away from that bet because you're not getting a ton of value at minus 500. But uh, th- there you go. That's uh, that's one to consider. Okay. Let's get back to the normal <laughs> ones. Um, the over-under one minute and 59 seconds on the national anthem. Now, again, we really, like, we put our research into this. We had a really lengthy discussion before we started this podcast about why we are both picking over here, Dylan. Because last mm-hmm. year, we we 100% no-brainer. We said it was going to go over. Demi Lovato did not even, she did not. She was like, you know what, I'm losing a lot of people some money tonight. 
because we all <laughs> lost a lot of money by picking the under last yep. year. But this, I think this one, we, we said last year was a no-brainer. I think this year it's a no-brainer, okay? Now, mm-hmm. that's, that may not be good for our betting. But the, the reason why is you have two people, and I think what I'm thinking is, you know, it's a duet, and you both people want to be able to get their voices in. Like, you want to be able to, to really accentuate some of the stuff that you're doing. You want to be able to extend how long you're going to be out there doing this. And so I think with Eric Church, Jasmine Sullivan, I feel like they're really going to push this thing past two minutes because they both want to be able to shine here in this performance. So I think the over is a really, really good bet this year. Yeah, and the over is just more fun to root for. You don't want to be sitting there nervously waiting, like hoping they're going to speed up the anthem. Yeah, last year, a minute and 50 seconds. So, I mean, it wasn't, you know, maybe a little closer than I remember it. I remember she was just booking it, yeah. uh, singing it last time. Uh, make sure, depending on what side you go on, yeah, I went with over here in minute 59, but on Bet Online, they have it in a minute 57. So, I would definitely do some research on uh, which site, if depending on the matter of seconds, knowing which way you want to go, yeah. and find the best uh, find the best bet you can because yeah, they're unlike unlike the spread, which is pretty universally three points in this game and the over unders and things like that, depending on where you look. This one, it, it seems at least uh, that it's a bit different depending on what book you're on, and uh, yeah, every second counts, so <laughs> might as well might as well take a chance there. Uh, first p- player to be shown first during the anthem: Tom Brady minus one thirty, Patrick Mahomes minus one ten. I think I think Tom's winning that one. I feel like yeah, they, they've got to go to Tom first on on that one. So um, we. What happens if they show them both on a split screen exactly? <laughs> they could do that probably. They might. Um, yeah. yeah, I I feel like like I'm sure there's one out there, but how many times like Tom Brady gets a solo on screen? I feel like that number is going to be pretty high. I mean, it depends yeah. on how the game goes. I think even if they're losing, he'll still get it because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody else will be talking about, oh, okay, what's his future and all this other stuff. But uh, we're both going over on the National Anthem. Like Dylan said, though, be sure to look at the number because, um, you know, if you can get it, if you can get that lower, 157, I feel really good about the over. But 159, yeah. then you're starting to enter, you know, different territory. So, all right, let's talk about um, the actual game itself. Let's uh, let's get into some of these bets that actually to apply to the game. And uh, later on, if we're, we're feeling a little frisky, we may bring up a couple more of these absurd prop bets. I have um, one piece of information for you that I just looked up, though. The uh, last duet went two minutes and eight seconds. Oh, well, so we got some history on our side there. See, that's that, who was the last you had? Who were who were the ones? Uh, Aaron Neville and Aretha Franklin. <laughs> wow, when was that? Was that 2006? Wow, that must hmm. have been Super Bowl 40. I'm guessing the one in Detroit. Yeah, that's, that's uh, what I was going to say. I knew when I was Aretha Franklin. It's probably Detroit. So, um, wow, yeah, that's that's good though because I I think too, I don't know, like that was. I, I really feel good about the over. Let's just put it that mm-hmm. way. I think that uh, it's, it's a good bet. So consider that one uh, for sure. All right, to the game. The actual point total, uh, the over-under for the game right now, of course, it depends on where you look. It's it's so different everywhere. Yeah. And this is something, too, about the Super Bowl that I, th- I always find fascinating is that, you know, some places the Chiefs are the favorite, some places the, bet, the, the Bucks are the favorite. Um, so it's kind of weird in terms of how uh, some of these odds are uh, in this game. But – the over-under is 56, total points scored. Um, let's go ahead and get this out of the way, Dylan. Ian Rapport put out the tweet. It all turned us into what we usually do on the podcast where we start becoming amateur weathermen. Um, he put out the tweet about how there's like 70, I don't know, 77 percent chance of storms mm-hmm. on Sunday. We looked it up. It turns out most of the storms are going to be early in the day, it looks like. 
Uh, and then by game time, the rain chances go down to like 30%. So I don't know if it's going to be a huge factor. It does look like it's supposed to be very mm-hmm. windy. So I don't. I think that's good. There's not going to be a lot of wind, even with the storm. So um, that's something to consider in the over-under. But uh, I think we're both still uh, heading in a certain direction here. Yeah, even though Tampa Bay's defense is really solid, I don't look at them the same way we did with San Francisco last year. Last year, I went with the over on 54. You went with the under. You won that one. Uh, I think I believe the final ended up being 51 only because of that last second touchdown by the Chiefs. I just feel like in this game, yeah, again, the Bucks defense still solid, but what they, as we get down to the actual prediction later, I don't think if they're going to win this game, I don't think it's going to be because you see uh, the Chiefs sitting at 10 points in the middle of the fourth quarter like a year ago. They've only refined what they do well. We saw what happened in the first matchup. They have basically an answer to every different thing you could think that you could throw at them. Um, so I, yeah, I'm going with the over. I, I'm, I'm still worried it's going to be in that 50-ish range. Like you could see like a 30 to 20 final. That, that's not out of the question for me. Uh, but I, I also believe in what t- Tampa Bay, even if they do, as I get down again, eventually to the actual prediction, even if they do have some turnovers and struggle with the blitzes from the Chiefs, I think they'll be able to put up some points on the board. They're going to be taking some chances, and uh, some of those chances the Chiefs will take on defense could lead the big bucks plays. So uh, always also just more fun to root for points in this game. I uh, do not want – I mean, I, I do enjoy good defense by all means, but I do not want a repeat of anything like what we saw in Super Bowl 53 in that 13-3 to Patriots-Rams game, a game that I, I do my best to forget ever happened. Well, if we have a game like that, I will tell you, it, it's um, <laughs> a lot of money is going to be lost if that's the case because I think a lot of people are probably picking the over. I think it's natural. Most people who bet want to pick the over because they want to see a lot of points. Um, but I think in this particular instance, I think we know what we're dealing with here. Like we're dealing with two, two great quarterbacks, uh, two high-powered offenses, and even with the defenses playing well at times, you still feel like we've said it before. Like number one offense versus number one defense. Like we know the historical data on that sometimes, and um, you know we're not getting that here. But like you just know how offenses fare. Uh, when it comes to the defenses, and, and these two offenses are on another level. So, yeah, yeah I think taking the over is a good call here uh, for that one. So we're both taking the over on the over-under for total points. All right, back to the prop bets. We, we, we went to the game for a second. Sorry, now we're going back to the prop bets. We're still talking about the game, but um, yeah. these are <laughs> this is more of a prop bet. We're a little gonna more get, Yeah, it's a little bit. Uh, all right, we're giving our favorite prop bets. So these are the ones, you know, we're joking about Miley Cyrus and uh, Gatorade and all that stuff, but uh, these are the ones we're actually serious about. Our favorite prop bet, which is going to uh, factor in um, the most likely one to hit plus the, be- the best bang for your buck. So uh, the money you're going to get from this and ones that we actually think have a really good chance of hitting here. All right, Dylan, going to mine here first. We mm-hmm. found this one. Um, I really love this one. I think this is a, if you want to win some money, you're getting, you know, you would double your, your profit here. Um, this one at plus 240, plus 250 I've seen in some places. Um, will there be a missed extra point? Yes, is at plus 240 or 250 in some places. I think that there is a good chance that you will see a missed extra point here. Like we yeah. said, with the weather, um, you don't know what the field condition could be. Uh, I think that's something to consider. Uh, if you look at just the stats for both kickers, which I am going to look up now, we know Harrison <laughs> Butker has yeah. uh, has missed some this season. I want to say that Ryan Suckup. Yeah. He missed five midway through the season. <laughs> yeah, let me see here. I've gonna, I'm going to look this up. So this season he has missed six. He has missed six extra points. Um, and then Ryan Suckup has, 
Let's see. He has missed five. So I think you're really getting some good value here at plus 250 mm-hmm. on a missed extra point because something you, you brought up when we talked about this, like there are going to be touchdowns. Like we, I don't think both teams are going to be playing for field goals here. So knowing that there's probably going to be some touchdowns, there's going to be more opportunities for an extra point. I really like will there be a missed extra point at plus 240. No, I think that's a good bet, as we talked about before the podcast. I just, uh, obviously, I mean, Suckups really has improved and has had a solid season overall. But, again, it tends to miss some of these extra points. Butker's issue is a little more uh, talked about just because, uh, you know, going into the season he was one of the better kickers in the NFL, still is, and he just has had some inconsistency. We saw him just miss against the – I don't know if he – I don't remember if he missed an extra point against the Browns, but he definitely missed a really short field goal in the second half there. So he's had his trouble with that, and, I, yeah, I don't think the elements help. We're not in a dome. We're not – especially even if it's not raining at the time of the game, the field could be a bit soggy. So I think, yeah, it's it's a, it's not a – you know, I think the odds are playing a, a bit into your favor. The favorite, I believe, on this was like minus 400 or something, something that was much bigger. So, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather go with the mixed, missed extra point rather than just assuming they're all going to be going in. All right. Yours are going to go uh, surrounding the quarterbacks, but not just the quarterbacks yeah. because <laughs> um, yours has to do with uh, someone other than a quarterback uh, throwing a pass. Yeah, and the Chiefs have done this quite a bit this season. I mean, Kelsey threw one of the worst passes I've ever seen right at Mahomes' feet in the end zone in one game. But, yeah, my, my prop bet is how many players will have a passing attempt uh, over under two and a half. So, uh, obviously, we know two players are going to be throwing passes. All we need is one more. Even if someone got dinged up for a couple of plays, I hope that doesn't happen. But if it did, you could see, hypothetically, one of the backup quarterbacks throw a pass. Uh, but otherwise, I think someone's going to have a trick play up their sleeves. I think Bruce Arians, we know how aggressive he is. I could see him dialing up something that involves one of his other guys throwing the ball. I think Mike Evans has a, at least one <laughs> throw, a passing attempt in his career that I that I can remember in my memory. Uh, but yeah, man, I I, I just, yeah I went with the over on that because I just think it's a kind of a fun thing. I hope there'll be a trick play. Obviously, you know I don't know if any trick play can possibly live up to what we saw with the. Uh, Fly Eagle with the, the Philly special a few years ago. In that game, though, there was four people, I guess, that threw passes because Tom Brady dropped a pass from, I believe, Danny Amendola. So uh, it's not an uncommon thing. So, yeah, I think someone – I think we'll have some – maybe whether it be in the red zone or just a random trick play that the Chiefs run. I, I know I'm talking about Bruce Arians doing it, but I think the Chiefs are probably the more likely team. They just have so many different things, so many interesting attempts that they could have drawn together. All right. That's going to lead us to another favorite we had last year, which is the over-under – on the jersey number of the first touchdown yeah. score. Um, and we're going to go 17 and a half here. And, Dylan, I know you've got uh, a pretty pretty significant list here of the players that are um, all under 17 and a half. And it's, I mm-hmm. think we're, we're both going under because this list pretty much, you know, encapsulates everyone that you would probably expect to score the first touchdown outside of, you know, the running backs. I, I think the rest of these guys, yeah. you know, yeah, tight ends, um, which I guess, you know, if you want to, it would be different. Like Travis Kelsey is probably never a bad bet uh, at all. Mm-hmm. But um, still, I think when you have Mahomes, Brady, Mike Evans, Godwin, um, who else am I forgetting? Um, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. McCall uh, Hardman, yeah. Tyree Hill. Yeah, there's – Byron yeah. Pringle. Yeah. And what's uh, – let me look up – I forget Sammy Watkins' number two. So he's likely to play. So him coming back. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a decent number of these guys. Yeah, 14 for Sammy Watkins. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys under that 17 uh, number or 17 and a half. So that, obviously right there at the top there. 
um, would be McCall Hardman. I just I remember last year we, we both picked the over and ended up being Mahomes that ran in. That's another thing that I'm, <laughs> right. I'm worried about is like, even though Mahomes has a toe issue in the red zone, if he sees an opening to run in, he will. If the Bucks get inside the two-yard line, uh, don't be surprised to see Brady do a sneak, even at his age, still one of the most effective uh, QB sneakers in NFL history, just so efficient in terms of getting that extra yard. So, uh, yeah, just uh, it's enough things where I'm like, yeah, it probably will be a running back or it probably will be one of the tight ends. But I, I like my chances with the under on this one. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a good bet, and uh, that leads us to – the passing attempts, uh, more Chiefs passing attempts or Bucks passing attempts. And, uh, I mean, I think, I don't know, like this is probably going to play into our individual picks for the game, which we'll unveil here right after. But um, I'm going with the Chiefs because I look back at the box score from the previous first game. These two had uh, back in, what was that? I don't know. It was um, week, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was uh, it was a while back. Uh, the Mahomes threw 49 attempts. Uh, Brady had 41, and I don't know if it means anything, but I think we both know, like, I feel like this number is going to be pretty close either way because I think even if, you know, one team is in control, you still feel like, like, the coaches are going to put the ball in the hands of, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the two guys that are play a lot and both of them being there. So mm-hmm. I think that's something to consider. I'll go with the Chiefs uh, just because I think the Chiefs will certainly try to throw it a lot. They, they want the ball patch in Mahomes' hands. Um, and uh, I'm just going to go with that one. Yeah, I, I went with the Bucks. I I don't really know if there's a, a bad decision here. Yeah, the, it was week 12, it looks like. It was, four, yeah, 49, like you said, for Mahomes, 41 for Brady. That's just <laughs> the fact that we got 100 pa- or 90 passing attempts in that game is pretty insane. I think, uh, you know, obviously there, there is part of this, and we'll go to the uh, as we get to the actual game prediction in terms of, uh, the Bucks wanting to keep the ball out, shorten the game in terms of possessions, keep the ball out, you know, out of Mahomes' hands. But that doesn't just mean running the rock. They, they've ran the ball pretty, uh, pretty effectively, tenth overall in DVOA. Uh, but I just, I, I have a feeling that <laughs> when the when the Bucks are getting down the field, throwing the, uh, their passes, it will kind of be a more methodical approach than. I'm just worried that the Chiefs, I mean, there are, there's been games where Mahomes only throws like 20-something passes and he has 300-some-odd yards and a few touchdowns just because they, they don't need that many plays to gain a lot of yards. So that, that's more so where I, I think the Bucks by the end of the game, are going to have probably a longer amount of a possession. And uh, with that, just even though the Chiefs will be throwing the rock a ton, uh, there is also a chance, though, that Tampa Bay just completely sits back and goes full uh, – their Giants, uh, when they tried to slow down the Bills in Super Bowl 25, have like basically three guys in the box and say, "Here you go, we're not going to let you throw." And then they have to, they're going to have to kind of turn to the running game for the Chiefs. So there's a few different things that I think work towards Tampa Bay being the team that ends up throwing more passes. Well, something to note as well from the previous game, uh, there were uh, Mahomes threw it 49 times, Brady threw it 41 times, but there were 91 pass attempts in that game, not 90, because. Travis Kelsey threw a pass. Oh, that's right. That's the one. The <laughs> terrible pass I'm thinking of. And that so <laughs> you may be in luck here. Maybe they maybe they try this out again. They want to they want to redo, and they say, you know what, we can get that other one out of there. We don't want to remember that one. Let's try it again. And maybe maybe they hit it this time. So uh, there you go. Maybe maybe that's the right choice. So maybe that uh, is a is a prop bet to consider. So uh, there's that. All right, to the big one. Uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five: Chiefs versus Bucks. 
our predictions. Um, Dylan, I will let uh, you go first. I want to say we both last year, we both picked the Chiefs, right? Yep, we did. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think either one of us were brave enough to pick the Niners last year. But we both picked the Chiefs, and uh, we are going to go in different directions uh, this season, though. And I will let you have the floor first. Yeah, I'll try not to give away my my pick too quickly then so it doesn't give away yours. But I do think this game, you know, initially there you might think the Chiefs would be favored by more, but pretty much every, whether it be ESPN's Football Power Index, uh, Football Outsiders projection model, has this as like a 52 to 53% win for Kansas City. It's It really is a close game, and it does help a ton that the Chiefs have basically from, this, from week one, only one of their starting offensive linemen at center. Uh, of, the, of the 11 pressures they allowed, in the uh, first matchup uh, between these two teams, 10 were from their guards. Those guys obviously still in there. They, they lose Eric Fisher. Uh, one of those guards is going to move out to right tackles. So it's just, it's kind of, man, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Mahomes, though, when, so, I mean, the Bucks are probably going to have to try to create pressure with four players. Uh, Mahomes against the Blitz uh, this season, 18 touchdowns, one interception, 71% of his passes completed for nine yards per attempt. Uh, that's definitely going to be a key to this game, though. I mean, when, when he has pressure to, on his dropbacks in the first game that they faced each other, he was only 7 for 15 for 109 yards and a touchdown when he was kept clean, 30 for 34 for 353 yards. That's from Sharp and uh, Football, their little breakdown of this game. So, yeah, man, I so I think that's a huge key. Tampa Bay did kind of try to do that the first matchup. It didn't really matter, though, in that game. Uh, like I said, when he was pressured, Mahomes still had some issues uh, with his overall stats. But there were just too many attempts that where he was able to get the ball out really quickly. And Tampa, they so they in the first matchup, they tried doing what they don't do all year. They're one of the highest blitzing teams in the NFL. They really did not blitz uh, that much in this game. Uh, the first time around, I, I don't think that will be the, the case this time because Mahomes is basically picking them apart. They kind of sat back in two deep, which Mahomes only 13th in EPA against two deep on the season. And like I kind of mentioning Tampa Bay, instead of blitzing as much, they have 58% of their snaps, which is about 25% higher than their usual percentage of two deep. That's what they used in that game. Uh, and they just tried to, to kind of sit back and just create pressure up front with, you know, with only a few guys. It just didn't work, and I just, again, as I kind of mentioned earlier, there's so many different solutions the Chiefs have to pretty much anything you bring. So I think that, you know, it's kind of a cliche at this point when we talk about the Chiefs, but the key to to beating them isn't necessarily the best defense against them. It's just kind of keeping them off the field. It's not necessarily just running the ball. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Tampa Bay effective at doing that, but just getting first downs and whether it be with, uh, through the air, whatever, however they get them done, just having methodical drives, shortening this from a you know a 13 possessions per team game to like seven or eight would really really help Tampa in my mind. It's still going to come down at the end of the day to what these teams do on third and short, fourth and short, in the red zone, all those kind of things. Um, you know, I, I do worry a bit. With with uh, with how well Spagnuolo's done against Brady in his career, he's two and th- uh, Brady's two and three against Steve Spagnuolo defenses, but he only has nine touchdowns and four picks, so having averaging some of his lowest yards per attempt of any defensive coordinator he's faced in his career. He's 19th against the blitz uh, in EPA this year. The Chiefs brought six blitzers, uh, uh, um, more uh, sorry six times in the first matchup. That's basically a third of the times Brady saw six blitzers the entire season. He only averaged 2.7 yards against that. I just feel like Spagnuolo is going to be dialing it up 
So yeah, Brady's EPA expected points added against the blitz, 19th again, but without the blitz, third best quarterback in the NFL. It's just there are some things where I feel like that side, and they have the ability to take chances. And Spagnuolo knows that, knowing how well their offense can play, knowing that if they do get burned on one of these plays, the offense will just score back again. Uh, it's it's going to be a really fun game at the end of the day. There's one other stat that I, I want them to bring up that it didn't really bore out in the first matchup because the Tampa Bay really did try to defend Travis Kelsey and not limit him. The Bucks are 25th in DVOA allowed to tight ends. It's not a good number for them, and they really paid for trying to you know fix that uh, with how well Tyreek Hill destroyed them on the outside. It's just a team with so many answers, a team that's only lost one game uh, with Mahomes starting since, you know, the middle of last season. It's it's insane what the what the Chiefs are doing. Um, and so, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm going to pick Kansas City again with a 34 to 28 win, whether those are two field goals that the Chiefs get or maybe I'm helping you out. Maybe that's only because of a missed extra point. Uh, will be the difference there for the, for the reason the Chiefs don't get the 35. So that'll give me the over as well. And a game that, yeah, I won't be surprised if Tampa wins, but uh, there's just a, too many things that I feel like the Bucks have to play a perfect game and just hope that Mahomes isn't on because they can do everything right. So some of the coverages they did have that first matchup weren't bad. Mahomes was just dialed in, making throws. You know, there's a lot of times where we see with the speed that they have and the, the designs from Andy Reid that zones get extended against the Chiefs. And by that, I mean they or expand where they, they just – it's too much space to cover. And it looks like Mahomes is – it looks more like something you'd see in college with how op, open some of these guys are. That wasn't always the case in their first matchup. But, but Patrick also has the ability to throw pinpoint passes, whether it be on the crossing routes, deep down the field, everything. Just does it all. And, uh, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. But I think the Chiefs will be the winner. Well, I, which obviously at this point I'm I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> pick the Bucks. Uh, we know that uh, I picked the Chiefs when the Super Bowl for the season started. No surprise there. I mean, it's not like it was a surprising pick, but mm-hmm. man, I don't know what it is. And I, I think I sort of said it in that Packers game about there's just something about Brady and this Bucks team, and it's just like yeah. I, I don't know. Like there's just something, and you know they're playing in Tampa. It's almost like everything has just aligned perfectly for this team to be able to have this season that they've had. Um, and I think it also just cements Brady's greatness as the best ever because, you know, <laughs> for him to change teams uh, for the yeah. first time in forever and, you know, to, to immediately lead that team to a Super Bowl and the Super Bowl happens to be in their backyard. Um, there's just lots of things like that. I know that's mm-hmm. outside of just stats and data and all that kind of stuff, but I don't know. You just feel like the Bucks are that team that somehow they're going to find a way to win. Now we've mm-hmm. said that about the Chiefs; they're the same way. Uh, but that's why I was laughing. I ended up going Bucks thirty-one, Chiefs twenty-eight. Um, I at first it was twenty-seven, twenty-four, but I, I laughed and I told you I was like, I really don't think my keyboard <laughs> would even allow me to keep the Chiefs at twenty-four points. Like I felt like I, I had to give the Chiefs at least four touchdowns in this game, and that's pretty much yeah. what I did here at twenty-eight. Uh, but I, I will pick the Bucks here. I again, I, it's the same sort of reasoning as before with the Packers. I know it's not necessarily just completely based on, um, you know, this particular game and, and factoring in Mahomes and, and all this other stuff. But I don't know. It's just it's something about this Bucks team, and I don't know what it is. I don't think they're going to allow Tyreek Hill to have 270 yards and three touchdowns no. this time around. If they do, uh, Chiefs are going to score 50. Uh, but I don't know. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill were at the top of their game the last time these two played. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like it's going to be a little bit harder to replicate the numbers that they did. Um, and the Bucks, let's I would like to point this out too. That previous matchup, the Bucks did not play great. Like, but they they fought did, back. Yeah. I was going to say they fought back, and you know it did wind up being a game towards the end. But um, I don't know. There's just like something about this game, man. I just I think it's just a situation where I'm going to pick the Bucks, and it's like. Tom Brady, like, as if there was any chance for him to be slighted um, going into this season. <laughs> he has led this team to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I think he wins another one. And it's just like, my goodness. Um, if, if if you need anything else, if, if the Bucks win this game and you need any other reason to not, you know, I, I don't know what you find at that point to say that this guy is not the best to do it because yeah. it would be absolutely insane. It, if he came over and led the Bucks to a Super Bowl in his first season. It's like what uh, Tony Romo had a, a piece for CBS uh, leading up, kind of pumping up the Super Bowl, not, not as if he really needed to with this matchup. But I thought he had a legit point. Like, if, if there's anyone that even has any chance of possibly matching or coming close to matching the legacy of Tom Brady, you could argue that Mahomes is on yeah. that track at this early age of his career, considering he's, as we've said, one offsides penalty for making – three straight Super Bowls his first three years starting. and But he made a good point that, like, this is a legacy game in terms of if Mahomes comes up short of that of six Super Bowls, but say he won, like, four and he beat Brady, and yeah, you could at least, like, maybe put him in that conversation. If Brady wins, it's just there's no – like, he, Mahomes can – even if he won <laughs> somehow six more and tied Tom at seven, but he'd have the loss to him. It's just – there's just too many things where Brady can – yeah, it is – it's a great point in terms of he has a chance to really submit – uh, like cement himself as you know, no chance of anyone topping him. Like in other sports, we have conversations like this about the goat, and obviously there's so much that goes into it with uh, both these teams. There's so many of the things that Mahomes has on his side that have allowed him to succeed early in his career, and allowed Tom and early in his career to succeed. That doesn't mean these guys aren't amazing. You put amazing players with great teams. That's how you become win um, a lot of championships. So. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. And this time Tom has the, the thing that, you know, looking back at some of the early Super Bowls, there's always that really relentless front four of those Giants teams that was able to get to Tom and create pressure with four. And that's kind of what Tampa could have, and especially with the Chiefs' offensive line issues. that That's definitely a path to them being able to win is those guys just completely dominating up front and, you know, taking away enough chances from the Chiefs that uh, Brady can get it done. Yep, it's uh, it's gonna be a good game. I think w- we can make a bet on that. It's like, if there's a bet, is this is this, is yeah. this going to be a good game? I think we would uh, definitely take the, the yes uh, for that one for sure. Um, so there you go. There are picks, and uh, now our picks for the MVP. Of course, it's related to who we picked to win the game. Uh, I'm going to go with who else? Right, uh, Tom Brady has my pick for the MVP mm-hmm. of Super Bowl 55. The Dark Horse, uh, which we did last year also. I'm going to go Chris Godwin, and you think about it, it's like, well, is Chris Godwin really a Dark Horse? Well, I mean, from a a ranking standpoint, like he's, I think he's fourth or fifth, but like at plus 3,300, like that's that's still pretty good money you're winning if you just want to throw out, you know, I mean, you could throw out a dollar on Chris mm-hmm. Godwin and, you know, win $33. That's not a bad return on investment. So um, I think that technically in that mind, just because of the value, I'll, I'll name him a Dark Horse, even though, like you said, you could probably go further down the line. You know, I don't know if you want to go with someone like Ronald Jones yeah. or, um, <laughs> you know, Devin White maybe or someone like that that uh, could just have a ridiculous game. But uh, I'll go Brady as the MVP and uh, Chris Godwin as the Dark Horse. 
Yeah, I think Godwin's a great choice because the, the Chiefs have really been amazing uh, over the second half of the season and into the playoffs at defending the perimeter with the receivers. But they have, if there's any weakness in the passing defense, we always talk about the Chiefs defense being vulnerable to the run. But in the past game, they've, yeah, they are strong, but the slot is definitely where they where they struggle. And you obviously Godwin plays in the slot quite a, quite a bit. So we'll see how much we see Antonio Brown there, Scotty Miller there. But I think that Godwin pick, that's like a good educated guess. If there's someone that's not going to be a quarterback, I think he's almost the most likely, probably the second most likely in my mind, even though guys are ahead of him for the Bucks. Um, but yeah, for, since I'm picking the Chiefs, obviously I'm going to go with the guy who I picked last year to win it, that won it, is that's Patrick Mahomes. I, I just have a hard time with this matchup. Uh, see, I guess like if Mahomes had a lot of yards and they just scored a lot of rushing touchdowns, like maybe he doesn't win it. Um, you could give it to like a Kelsey or a Tyree Kill. Uh, possibly um, if those guys go off and uh, just more yardage wise, it's kind of what we saw a couple of years ago when Julian Edelman won it, but that was because that game was really low scoring. I just don't think this one's going to be that. Um, so it is really hard for me to imagine anyone, but the two quarterbacks winning it. I did put a dark horse just for fun. Chris Jones at a plus 10,000. If he's somehow has the most monster game forces, a couple fumbles of Tom Brady gets uh, like three sacks or something. And the game, everyone's kind of balanced in the in the offensive production from the Chiefs. Maybe you could see a defensive player winning it. We've obviously seen some really random ones like Malcolm Smith with the, with the Seahawks when they won Super Bowl 48. Uh, I believe Dexter Jackson won it the last time Tampa Bay won it, even though another one of his teammates had two pick sixes <laughs> only because the award was uh, given, uh, was decided on before the second, the last pick six as time expired, basically. So there's been some weird, some weird winners. So, uh, those games, I would argue, though, did not have the quarterback matchup we have here. That's the that's the one thing I just I can't get away from picking the favorites in this one. Yep, I agree. Uh, it's going to be one of those two most likely, and uh, we will see based on who wins the game. All right, before we wrap up, rapid fire here, Dylan. Uh, I got some more prop bets for you. I mean, this is you got to give the people what they want, and uh, we're just going <laughs> to rapid fire through these. Uh, Puppy Bowl 17 winner, uh, Team Fluff at minus 120, Team Rough at minus 120 as well. So uh, basically a coin flip here Man. between Fluff and Rough. This might be a closer game than the Super Bowl. I don't know how you how you really decide between those. I, have a, I guess I'm maybe going to go with Fluff. Mm. You know, you, you think that Rough is the, the, the tougher team. Yep. Uh, you think that they're going to bring the energy. But I think Fluff, for all, you know, they maybe have the, the – prettier jerseys, but they're going to be the ones that are going to actually bring the physicality and win that one. Bluff seems a little <laughs> soft to me. I'm going to go with Ruff. Uh, I just think that they are the better bet on this one. Um, all right. Uh, will a clip of John Gruden be shown during Super Bowl 37? No, minus 120. Yes, minus 120. So another one uh, right there. Same um, odds. Yeah, almost 100%. I guess I, I would have to see the fine print if they say did it say during? Is there you go. Correct? So I've got this like, for you. Kickoff to final before. whistle, yeah. live broadcast only, commercials and halftime do not count. Must see John Gruden. So I think if if you if, if your prediction comes true, that's almost a certainty. Like if if the Bucks are say they're winning by like ten with like four minutes left, yeah, they're gonna pr- definitely show the last time they won with with uh, Gruden yelling boom 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 after one of their five picks in that game. So. Uh, I, I think it's a decent chance. 
a hundred percent we're gonna they're gonna show it like right before the game starts. But like you said, that that's the, that's why we read the fine print. That's what matters here. Um, so I guess for my pick, I would guess it. I, I think you're not even really betting on on that prop. You're just betting on who's gonna be winning at the end. Because if it's the Chiefs, I don't know if they're gonna be showing that in the middle of the game. I think I think they're gonna show it early in the first quarter. I think they're gonna find a way to get it in there um, mm-hmm. and to show the recap. Okay, you know, Tampa Bay first Super Bowl, whatever. And I I think that's an that's easy true. yes. So. I'm going to go yes uh, on that one. All right. Um, how many times will the word kindergarten be said? Uh, under one and a half, minus 700, over a half. Excuse me, not one and a half, half. Uh, over half, uh, plus 400. Yeah, I'm going I'm going over on that yeah, one. Cause, that's value uh, right we, there. As we talked about for, for one, like, also, it needs to be said one time. And, yeah, that's one of the, the storylines that Mahomes is in kindergarten the first time Brady won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. I feel like they're gonna. I mean, especially with with Tony and Jim, those guys love that kind of those kind of like storylines. Anything related to the quarterbacks, those guys love to touch on. So I have a hard time believing it won't be said. I was gonna agree. I think that's another one. I think that's an easy, easy yes um, there on that one. All right, um, let's find a couple more here, and we will wrap up. Um, <laughs> here you go. What will be said first by Tony Romo? Now let me outline this. Kick off the final whistle, live broadcast only. You know, commercials halftime do not count. So first yes. thing said by Romo during the broadcast, um, read at plus 100, penetration plus 200, blitz plus 25, uh, A-gap plus 300, or trick play plus 750. So uh, of those five, you have to pick uh, which word is he going to say first. So I understand why trick play is the, the furthest down because one of those other things is going to happen immediately. Either mm-hmm. a quarterback's going to read whatever coverage it is, or we're going to have a blitz. Those are the two that I think we're going to get. Uh, I, like again, I I think that the most likely, regardless of who wins the the coin toss, we're going to see the Bucks getting the ball first. And if it gone the other way, maybe we I would say penetration could be in there because of all, all the great pass rushers Tampa has and all the struggles and all these injuries that have occurred along the Chiefs offensive line but uh yeah I see Reed and Blitz as my two favorites maybe Blitz just for you get a little bit more of a bang for your buck and again I think the Chiefs will be on the field first on defense and they're going to probably be blitzing quite a bit yep I agree I think that's a good call um that's what I would go with uh as well and uh finally we'll wrap it up with this one um will LeBron be said during the broadcast no minus 550 yes at plus 325 so here's the way i see this i feel like lebron's going to tweet something right and Mm -hmm. i feel like we have to get some type of coverage on lebron's tweets during this game so at plus 325 for yes i don't know i feel like lebron could find his way into this broadcast somehow some way yeah, I'm trying to look up the Lakers schedule real quick. Let's see. They don't have a game on the 7th. So a lot of tweeting uh, time. And they're, and they're in Los Angeles uh, at home so mm-hmm. uh, for a homestand. So yeah, I think there's a decent chance, yeah, whether it be a tweet or they they might they might have probably some sort of thing about goats in all sports. <laughs> and then you, even though Jordan, you, you could argue, is the, yeah. the greatest of all time in basketball, I'm sure LeBron would at least be mentioned. So I, I'll go with yes on that one too. All right. Well, there you go. There are, trust me, there are millions of other prop bets probably out there in some form or fashion. Um, we were talking about the one at Bet Online. like the entire page is, I want to say, look, I have no idea without counting these, but I'm going to guess, Dylan, there's probably – 
I'm going to guess there's probably 200-plus prop bets just on this um, this page that we're looking at here. So mm-hmm. uh, you can check that out. Uh, Bet Online has that. Uh, futures and props, just go to that section, Super Bowl. It's all there. Um, there are a ton, plus all the ones we mentioned on that. But uh, there you go. There's our analysis, not only on the prop bets, but on the actual game itself. Um, and it uh, feels a little different this year, doesn't it? Because used to, we're so, you know, Super Bowl coverage, like Super Bowl week is so nuts with all mm-hmm. the interviews and everything. But it's so different this year because, you know, everyone's basically doing this stuff uh, remotely. So Yeah, and the Chiefs, I believe, don't get to travel to Tampa until, like, yeah. tomorrow, until this podcast comes out on Thursday. So today in that case um yeah there's it's a it's a really it doesn't have i mean for me it's it's fine because it's uh, more of the focus is on the football stuff there's enough off-field stuff happening with the texans the the, the lines rams trade and all that kind of stuff so i mean there's there's still some fun quotes the gronk one my favorite one of my favorites that i'm sure a lot of listeners would have heard about how in the offseason he tricked buccaneers coaches by recording himself on the same day uh doing sprints in different shirts and just sending them back to the bucks on different days as if he was doing his sprints every single day so there's still been some fun little uh tidbits they've had they had one side-by-side interview with Mahomes and and Brady which was kind of fun and some little not like not even slights but things definitely that were some of the words were chosen that (laughs) that definitely were a little bit of gamesmanship going on so that stuff was fun but you're right it's not the it doesn't have the same feeling and I I imagine especially more so if you're someone that uh, some of the people that go down to to work at the Super Bowl uh, for the week leading up to it and for fans that whether they go to the game or they just go down there to kind of party for a week, whatever it is. I, I imagine that's where you notice the biggest <laughs> difference. I'm sure there's still some stuff uh, going on down in Tampa, but not at the same level as it usually is. Yeah, agreed. And uh, different kind of Super Bowl week, but as we said before, different kind of season. Uh, but uh, it will uh, come to a close on Sunday with Super Bowl 55. Uh, so be sure to uh, check that out. And Dylan, of course, uh, if they want to check out all of our coverage, we will have a ton of it uh, over at Clutch Points. Yeah, you can follow the Super Bowl on the Clutch Points app. You can follow all of our coverage. We have a lot of the prediction articles about player pro- uh, And, again, we have an article coming out about uh, different props, best bets, all that kind of stuff that will be on clutchpoints.com. Uh, for that one, you can find it by searching betting or go to the NFL section. It will be in both of those places. You can follow all the NBA games, baseball. Now, last time we recorded, wasn't clear when it was going to start. Now it's clear that it's going to start on time. So spring training only, uh, you know, a little over a month away, really. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll have those games in the app, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited to. It's gonna. I, I do enjoy doing the podcast in the off season. A much different setup, but it was fun doing one last uh, prediction episode that was a, lit, a bit different than usual. And yeah, while I, I took the regular season crown prediction wise from you, you have we are tied exactly in the playoffs right now. Mm. So this is everything's on the line in the Super Bowl for who the real winner of the predictions is this season. Yep, here we go. We will see what happens. Uh, but yes, uh, check all that out at Clutch Points. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. You can find us on there. And uh, thanks, as always, to fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.